in a world gone mad. Only rationality and common sense can save it. It's Andrew and Jerry Save the World with your hosts, Andrew Langer and Jerry Rogers. And now, here's Andrew and Jerry. Well, hello there, everybody. Uh, Welcome to episode 23 of Andrew and Jerry Save the World. Episode 23, Andrew and Jerry say it's not all about guns. I am one of your hosts. I'm Andrew Langer. I'm the other guy, Jerry Rogers. Good morning, Jerry. Um, And and we got a lot to cover today. We're going to be joined by uh, activist and writer, uh, media consultant Hannah Cox, who's written some really excellent things uh, about this issue. Uh, and and this is, you know, Jerry, let me, I'm going to ask Hannah this, but this is yeah. how I want to set it up, which is, you know, listen, we know that there are problems with gun violence in inner cities. We're going to get to this. We've spent a, a good chunk of time last week, and we're going to talk more about it today, the issue of uh, fatherless young men and the role that that plays. Uh, um, our colleague, Matt Walsh, happened to echo many of the things that you said on last week's show. But, but here's, here's my question, Jerry, which is why long term, why has the left always been obsessed with guns and gun control? Look, we talked a little bit about this last time, and I think it's clear um, since the 60s, 70s, uh, we have pushed out of the public square uh, any notion of right and wrong. Sure. Uh, we, we tell people, we teach young people, uh, we are indoctrinated in public schools and university to live your own truth. Uh, there is no real truth. And so what happens is yep. we have this naked public square and and there's and you know this from your history. This is part of the problem of not teaching history in school. Sure. Western civilization, our Constitution, um, our tradition depends upon the idea of morality i'm not saying christian morality or 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 any specific sect what i'm saying is is that our rights our laws depend upon this idea of right and wrong so make a long story short to answer your question the reason why they go after the guns the reason why they go after power the law they want to regulate they want to legislate and and we'll get to this later. They don't even want to do that. They just want to they just want to um, wave their magic wand and dictate. And the reason is, is because if the state, if the government can't rest on these laws are based upon some kind of morality, well, then it has to be at the at the end of a bayonet. Know. And the only way to enforce the law is by power. Well, or- sure. and, and, and if you disarm the public, then you, then you go down the road. I mean, we're going to get into this with Hannah Cox because she wrote a piece uh, about the uh, racist underpinnings of, of the yeah. gun and, movement. And Andrew, not, not, not to you know, take up too much of the mic time, but no, no. I, I, think, I think it's also important to remember, too, that uh, it's the culture that kills. And the left, the mainstream media, the public school teacher unions, uh, the Hollywood types, the Democratic Party, they've created the culture. And so they can't blame. This is, this is, hold on, Jerry. But this is my point, right? Because it's now, right? So it's now 2022. We're doing this podcast in 2022. Um, I was watching the other day, uh, I, you know, uh, the, the Woody Allen movie Bananas came on. And, you know, this is a movie, and I, I want to say it came out in maybe 71, maybe late 60s e- even. And in it, Woody Allen takes a swipe in that movie at the NRA, 
And it, it was clearly that, you know, at the time, the NRA was something to be ridiculed and folks calling for the protection of the Second Amendment, um, that that was something that, that elitists on the left were attempting to ridicule. And so I'm, I'm trying to figure out now, you know, again, I don't want to go down the road of conspiracy theories, right? But there is, of course, the conspiracy theory that there were uh, forces at work uh, that were working to undermine the freedoms that we have here in the United States um, because they were seeking domination of you. And if you have a an unarmed population, uh, therefore, an unarmed population and a population that is working that is antithetical to, you know, traditional American values, See- uh, Sorry, go ahead. Yes. I don't necessarily think that the left is trying to disarm the American population. I think it's different. I think it's they have no answer. And so the answer has to be another law. I don't another know, Jerry. I mean, wait a minute. If you think about it, if you look at what Beto O'Rourke is doing, right, it, it, you know, you, you've got Beto O'Rourke running for governor. His 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 uh, um, gubernatorial campaign is I, I think it still is flagging, but it's gotten a little bit of a of a bounce from. Uh, you know, him capitalizing on this tragedy in Uvalde, Texas. Beto O'Rourke says we're coming after your AR-15. Um, the president yeah, but- of the United, hold on, the president of the United States over the weekend uh, in his mishmash of statements was essentially talking about going after, because he certainly wasn't talking about, there were very few nine millimeter rifles uh, going after nine millimeter sure. handguns. So, and you have leftists who are actively calling for, they're not calling for, well, there are some who are calling for confiscation. Good luck with that. But then they're calling for, uh, you know, uh, spending huge amounts of money on gun buybacks and then making See, possession but, of a firearm a felony. Go ahead. You're answering your own question. Why are they doing this? They're doing this because they have no other answer, because they they can't deal with the breakdown of the family. They can't deal with the rise of abortion pornography culture. They cannot deal with uh, the fact that we've moved the idea of right and wrong out of the public square. But guess, here's the thing. But, but, but hold on, but, Jerry. But I guess my, my my concern with that is, I mean, that's certainly part of what the answer is now and why it's always the answer now. I'm trying to figure out because it was the answer then, and maybe it was the answer then, um, be, maybe it was the beginnings of, of why we're seeing the answer now, all right? I mean, now, you know. The, the thing about, but the thing about Bananas, though, the thing about that movie is, you know, people forget this. Uh, and Hannah Cox will talk about it when she joins us in a little while. The NRA in the 1960s was seen as a uh, holding up the racist, um, the racist infrastructure. Remember, in California, uh, one of the first calls to ban assault rifles. And I, you know, I just caught myself. Uh, yeah. There's no such thing as an assault rifle. Of course. In fact, the, the term assault rifle uh, comes from Adolf Hitler himself. He wanted to make his troops sound uh, meaner and more dangerous. And so he said they carried assault rifles. Yes. Uh, but my, my point is back in the 60s in California, there was a move uh, to ban uh, long guns. Yes. And it was so the Black Panther Party could not remember the Black Panthers in the 60s were going to events and they were oh, they yeah. were protecting themselves and they were armed. Yes. And so in California, it was the NRA. It was the Republican Party in California uh, and the Democratic Party in the 1960s that looked for gun control because it was a way that they can control the Black Panthers. I don't know what Woody Allen's association is, but Woody Allen, right, 
Hollywood movie at the time. The NRA was seen as a racist organization. Maybe in that's California. it. I mean, I, I, well, that could have been it. And I, and I suppose, and I suppose that that that's a, that's a that's a logical explanation for it. Let's go here, sort of can as you, we're. Can, as, can I just comment one thing on please, Beto, yeah, please, and, and others? So you're right. Beto O'Rourke is calling for gun confiscation. Uh, you had today Matthew Dowd. Yeah. Matthew Dowd, Matthew Dowd is a serious person. He's on MSNBC regularly. He comments on the news. He was an advisor to former Republican presidents. Yes. Uh, you know, he's now a media celebrity. Today, he called for Joe Biden to give the Senate one week to come up with a gun ban. Yeah. And if not, the, the president should just do it by executive order. Well, now, but, but here's the thing. But see, this is, this is Beto O'Rourke. This is Matthew uh, Matthew Dow. This is a lot of yes. people on the left are just saying, well, just do it. And yeah. the irony is, is that these are the same people who well, warned us that Donald Trump was bringing tyranny. And what they want to do is because they want their way. They're willing to say the hell with the law and just do it. That's right. And Mike listen, makes, and let's, you know, Mike let's makes get, right. Let's get into let's we can get in. Let's get into the how a little bit because we got a couple of minutes here to, to talk about this. I was going to go into a little bit of, of the history, but let's get into the how here because it gets into something that you and I have talked about in the past. And one of the the great tragedies in terms of governance and the body politic of the pandemic. We know that obviously that government and and folks in government they build on the precedent and so for instance actually we'll get into operation choke point in a moment but we know that with regards to the pandemic and you and i predicted this we talked about this we said that if they if they declare gun violence to be a public health emergency this gives them the power they think it gives them the power to engage in all kinds of activities and again this is not conspiracy theory and this is a, I'm going to get into operation choke point now because we know that things have happened in the past. Sorry, you want to jump in here? Oh, Jerry, I can't hear you. To add gravy yeah. to your steak, Please. I apologize. Um, you know, just this week, the CDC has once again challenged the mask mandate uh, in public uh, transportation. Again, yeah. the most recent CDC, CDC studies now tell us that the mask wearing did nothing to stop COVID. Yeah. Yet they're still pushing for the mask mandate. But here's the reason why it has nothing to do with public health. Ding, they, ding, ding. they want they want the power. To that's do exactly it. it. Yes. And that's and so anyway, to your point, they not want conspiracy to, theory. They want the power. They want to retain the power. This is not yes. conspiracy. I mean, this is what they've done. Let me. So I'll give you an example. So in um, and, and, uh, two things, two two precedents here that were that were used um, uh, to build upon things. So. Um, in the George W. Bush administration, uh, they had a problem with WikiLeaks uh, releasing classified information, and they had no way to get at WikiLeaks. So what did the Bush administration do? Well, they they worked with banks and credit card payment processors to uh, shut down the ability of WikiLeaks to process donations, right? That's how they went after the to choke them off that way. The Obama administration took that uh, that that method of doing things, and they launched something called Operation Choke Point, in which they, if there was a target, either a business or a whole industry, which uh, went against the ideologies of the Obama administration, well, they could declare them to be fraught with uh, with risky transactions, uh, and therefore subject to the pressures of the Obama administration. And they worked with banks and credit card payment processors. Yep to shut down the bank accounts and the credit card accounts, processing accounts of 
firearms sellers and ammunition sellers and ammunition and firearms makers and a whole bunch of other industries, uh, pawn shops, payday lending, uh, adult entertainment, et cetera. And, and so you, you see how you build upon this. Um, the, the, the last, I'm sorry, not the last administration, the, the, the Obama administration went after firearms in a variety of ways. One of the ways they did it, right? Again, the issue of public health emergencies um, was that they, they declared, and I call this the Chris Rock method of doing things. I'll tell you why in a second. Um, they, they made ammunition, certain kinds of lead ammunition, they made them an environmental hazard. And right. said, if you wanted to go and shoot in certain areas, uh, you had to uh, get uh, uh, steel ammunition, which was far more expensive. And, and this gets into what Chris Rock said in the late uh, uh, 90s, early 2000s. He said, you don't have to ban guns. He said, you just have to make ammunition more expensive. If you make ammunition, if you make a, a bullet cost five thousand dollars, uh, you're not going to have this. So so there are any one of a and, number and, of ways. And, to and think about that. Second Amendment. Go ahead. Yeah. But think about that for a second, too. Um, if you are uh, of the elite class, the laptop class, if you are part of the establishment, making it more expensive to purchase a firearm yes. or to uh, purchase ammunition uh, doesn't impact you. Who does it impact? It impacts uh, the, the, the small business owner, uh, the father and mother trying to protect their family. Uh, it, it impacts poor and working Americans. This is this is what this is one of the things that is the truth about this debate and why uh, many politicians and academics and others uh, refuse to talk about anything but guns is because this really is about putting the working class in their place. Well, yes, they're, they're, and, it's, and it's that. And it's, it's one of those things where, um, it, you know, you can sidestep the Constitution to a certain point, but the idea is you shouldn't have to um, uh, spend X number of dollars, right? The courts have ruled in the past that if you make it very expensive to get permitting uh, to buy a handgun uh, or to buy some kind of a firearm, uh, that is, uh, uh, that is a, a, in fact, a de facto violation of the Second Amendment because you are essentially, it's like a poll tax, right, Jerry? I mean, it, the idea is- well, of course it is, yeah. So yes. if, you, if, you, um, if you, you know, if, if forcing people to spend money in order to exercise their right to vote is unconstitutional, then the idea of making people spend extraordinary amounts, and obviously the Second Amendment is different in terms of the jurisprudence, set that aside. Um, we can debate the questions of right or wrong. The bottom line here is if you make it that onerous, right? You know, but but in the end, no one ever challenged the constitutionality of uh, or or the questioned whether or not in court whether or not a declaring that a kind of ammunition is an environmental hazard is a way of sidestepping the, uh, the the Second Amendment, right? Operation Choke Point, eventually Congress brought pressure on it so that it was right. never questioned. Well, and again, you, and, by the way, hold on. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm in the weeds on this. But again, you know, with regards to something like an Operation Choke Point, we also predicted, and I still predict this is going to happen, um, that one of the things that folks were doing was if they were... Um, it, it, right, we had a whole line of reasoning on the part of the left that if a um, uh, if you present a different view of public policy or public policy problems in the world, the left will declare that as fraudulent activity, uh, therefore subject to things like the Federal Trade Commission's laws and make it easier for the government to shut you down. One of the 
areas that was getting shut down under Operation Choke Point was small nonprofits. We know that large nonprofit policy advocacy organizations were being harassed under the guise of uh, or under the accusations of committing fraud, our good friends at CEI, for instance. And so all of these things represent a way for government to sidestep uh, the prohibitions that are in the Constitution, whether it's the First Amendment or the Second Amendment. Jerry, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, and again, but but you know, you raise a point um, indirectly, and that is uh, the co- the Congress doesn't do its job. Yes. So you have all these uh, government, all of them executive agencies, uh, in many ways untethered, disconnected from the law, uh, and the Congress just sits. The Congress doesn't move. Well, and I think again, going back to if we want to uh, deal with the epidemic of violence in this country. Look, just right news in Oklahoma, yes. uh, a, a, a man goes into a hospital, goes to a specific floor and shoots up the place, kills four people, injures others, and then turns the gun on himself. This is not about guns. There is something sick uh, and decayed about our culture. They're evil. I'll say this, yeah. you know, you have all these corporations, you have the Marines and the Air Force celebrating uh, uh, transgenderism. Yeah. Uh, again, we have now decided in this country, government pushing this, you have the you have the rainbow flag uh, uh, at the um, consulate or the embassy, a U.S. embassy in the Va- in Vatican City. Yes. Uh, we have decided that there are no more truths. And I'm sorry, we cannot fix the violence problem if we're telling people that you be one of 42 different genders. And, and, and to make it even more simple, actually, it's really interesting you bring that up because actually it dovetails into what I was going to say. We'll talk more about it later on. Um, but it also, it's, it's to distill it down into, into real simplicity. If you're not willing to focus on the real problems, we shouldn't be surprised when those problems don't get solved, right? If we, if, if you can't talk about the issue of fatherless young men and the impact that has on the family, but, but to get to your statement, Jerry, I mean, it, with regards to this, I'm not going to pull up the article, I'll pull it up later on, but I mean, it, we even had a, a, a California, and I know all crazy things come from California, but a California court of appeals yesterday declared that for the purposes of protecting endangered species, that bees are fish. Yes. I, I mean, I, I mean, th- you, you talk about these immutable truths. And again, right, it comes down to we are going to reinvent the language. We are going to right. shoehorn in terms that don't mean other terms simply to uh, um, for power, simply to, Back to, to, to your, perpetuate our power. To your, and and just a clarification. Yeah, I'm not saying that we should somehow discriminate or make illegal those who want to live out their life in a certain way. Uh but what's wrong is, is that it is advocated like religion, and we're all forced to believe it and celebrate it. Yeah. And, I, I, you know, I saw something today. You and it breaks to care. Yeah, it, it breaks my heart. So uh, a, a person that I know and I know well uh, posted on, on social media that for all those uh, children uh, who are coming out or who are misgendered or whatever the phrases and, and yeah. descriptions are of those struggling with this issue, she said, and if your parents don't accept you, um, I'm your mom today. Sure. I'm giving you a hug today. And I thought to myself, I know personally a number of families uh, that are struggling with uh, their children suddenly deciding 
uh, that they are uh, misgendered and the struggle and the hardship these families are going through. And again, because of the cultural decay, those families are left behind. The idea of right and wrong, the idea of that God has a God has a design for us, that's left behind. And we're all to rally and celebrate this, this new reality. And I'm again, here's my position. We will never deal with the violence in this country if we can't simply say uh, him, her. I mean, yeah, we just well, if, if, we, if we can't agree on him and her, well, we can't agree on gun policy. And, 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 and even let me let me offer a corollary to that. If you are castigated, if you are punished for your belief that there is a sure. him and a her, and you are not allowed to say that there is a him or a her without it causing problems for you, because we have that what that that case and uh, I don't remember where it is where the three uh, uh, elementary school students sure they are were being uh, complained. Go ahead for for se- they're being uh, they're being prosecuted for sexual harassment. Yes, because yeah. they use the wrong pronouns. Yeah, and 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 this. This is is only going to go and, and stir us up more and turn us a, a, against one another. Tell you what, let's let's break it up there, Jerry, uh, and and let's uh, we're we're going to be joined by, as I said, um, Hannah Cox. Uh, it is now time for expert advice. I'm 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 going to I'm going to admit something that's going to make me look like an idiot, and I recognize this. Uh, we just had a great conversation with Hannah Cox. Uh, unfortunately, none of you are going to see this until we get her back, hopefully next week, because I screwed up. This is all on me. And I failed to hit the record button on uh, on the, the Zoom platform that we're using. Um, I suppose I could have automatically recorded it. Maybe that's what I do in the future is I set it up to automatically record. Um, and then we go through the editing. But anyway, I apologize. We're going to try to get her back. And in any case, and, and this is the this is the thing. It was a great conversation. It was a wide ranging conversation where we talked about all these issues, and we'll have to get her back for that. Um, and, and also, our listeners can uh, go to uh, to fee, and also to what is it base dot com based dash politics.com i'll put the link up on the show page yeah and you, um, you'll and, get and, you know, a sense. here's a good thing jerry if, if she can join us next week maybe she can join with video because she couldn't couldn't do that yeah. this week in any case let's go to let's go immediately to the bottom line the bottom line so it was a a great conversation um i i, I uh, um and we covered all of this territory and she essentially agreed uh, on the issue of you know, faith and society and values. We talked a little bit about value-based libertarianism and and sort of the transformations there. But it comes back to this, Jerry. We didn't talk about this with with Hannah, and and we should. You know, the way I approach things uh, and the way I approach public policy with with these problems and sort of government power is, does the public policy response serve to empower people or does it serve to disempower people? Uh, and, and that's one of the issues here. And it gets back to what we were talking about in the first half hour of the show, right? Which is, you know, what happened in the 1970s in California, working to disempower the Black Panthers and sort of make it so that they couldn't carry guns at their rallies. Uh, and ironically, the National Rifle Association was apparently involved in this, allegedly involved in this. Right. Um, yeah. And it gets down to the conversations that I've had on air about shop owners in Baltimore um, you know, empowered to act in their own self-defense. Sorry, Jerry, go ahead. No, again, what I liked about Hannah's uh, conversation, and again, uh, we'll link uh, or put up links to where you can find her her best work or work. Um, a couple of things. Number one, 
she calls out both parties. Yeah. You know, and she talked about how tribalism, how most Americans just uh, go to what to where their tribe is on any controversial issue and that there is so much misinformation about uh, violence, about gun use, about the Second Amendment. Really, we have a, a, an uneducated um, uh, uh, you know, uh, deplete of facts, public discussion on this issue. Uh, we also talked about how uh, that w- we've driven morality from the public square. Yeah. Uh, and and how do you uh, deal with the sanctity of life? How do you deal with uh, the value of life when 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 we're telling young people in school, indoctrinating young people that that you can do your own thing? You know, it's interesting. David Hogg, who's now a big gun yeah. rights advocate you know he's from uh, he was you know he was witness to a, a, a mass school. Hold on, time out, Jerry. he is emblematic of what hannah was talking about which is that he is someone who he happened to be a student at marjorie stoneman douglas high school down right. in florida who has now made a media career for himself uh based upon him being present at this event go ahead right anyway so he had a big announcement this week uh, that the uh national education association uh, and the other, uh, the National Teachers Association. So the big, the two biggest teacher unions in the country are going to now be engaged in the anti-gun, gun control movement and how they're going to be working with students to have mass walkouts. And I thought to myself, you know, he, he, he lives in a life of no self-reflection because it was these teacher unions that gave us these lockdowns that in many instances created this mental health crisis that we're in. Sure. We know that the, the last, these last two shooters, both 18, both were isolated and locked down. So in fact, the teacher unions are culpable. Yeah, yes. in these in these Which mass something shootings, we've talked about we talked about with Phil Kirpin quite a bit the week before the Uvalde shooting happened. Right, right. Go ahead. And but here's the thing: but you have David David Hogg doesn't even he's so fact deficient that he doesn't understand that he's incorporating the teacher unions in this debate, and they're the ones who help give us the shooters. You know, it, it's it's interesting, Jerry, because. You know, we go down this road and Hannah talked uh, about this, right? We asked her a question about uh, sort of the men and women divide and 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 where things stood with that. And we, so we're talking about the, the fatherless figures. And she talked about the isolation of men. And isn't it interesting that you and I had this conversation this week in which I talked about someone I know um, who I, I've, I think has, I can't figure out if, the, if this person has any guy friends or, or not. And that bothered me. Um, and, and the issue of, of isolation, it's funny because somebody else was talking about, you know, we, we talk about mental health and the gun issue, you know, you go back to Columbine and the Columbine massacre back in what, 98, 99. Right. And one of the things that bothered me then was, you know, you had this isolated, or I guess it was a whole, there were, there were, I don't remember the, the, if it was one person or a number of people, but you had, uh, alienated young men yeah. um, who were essentially being targeted and punished for their alienation. And I wasn't blaming anybody but the young men for the Columbine shooting. But, you know, it, it, you know one of the other factors we've, we haven't really talked about over the last 20 years um, is the impact of policies that punish the bullied for being bullied, right? Zero tolerance policies in schools. Where well, yeah, I mean, again... 
you're right about this. Look, look, I mean, I, I tell this story on the radio all the time. Um, when I, you know, when I, when I went also how we, how we divide up public schools where we have, we have elementary school and then they go off to the middle school and then they go off to the high school. Um, and how, how we do public education in this country is a massive failure. Uh, that's another thing that the left doesn't want to talk about how the, the failure of public schools is another reason why we see these shootings, but that's, but, you know, but I'll leave that for a second. But I remember being a kid and I went from sixth grade to seventh grade. And at the time, you know, I, I went to Catholic school, uh, grammar school, but we moved to Jersey. I went to public school for a couple of years before Bergen Catholic. Anyway, I went from sixth grade to seventh grade. And for some reason, th these kids started bullying me Yeah, and they would knock my books out. They would I mean, they tormented me. Sure. And I it got to the point where I hated going to school and I didn't want to bother my parents with it. And one day my father just looking at my face says to me, Jerry, hey, kid, what's wrong with you? And I told him, I said, these kids at school are bothering me. And he's like, well, what did you do about it? I said, well, I'm nothing. I don't want to get in trouble. I don't want to get suspended. I don't want to. He goes, he said, Jerry, the next time this kid looks at you funny, you, you break his nose. Yes. And sure enough, the next day in school, they came over and they book timed me. In other words, they knocked all my books out of my hands. Yeah. I turned around and, I, and I, I smashed him as hard as I could right in the middle of his face. Yeah. Popped his nose, blood went everywhere. And I did it in front of the um, and I did it in front of the assistant principal. And of course, I got grabbed and hauled down. My parents got called. My father was in the Bronx, had to come home and, and they wanted to suspend me. My parents said, no, yeah. you did the right thing. Yeah. And I from that day on. I had I, I had a different kind of confidence uh, in terms of, uh, of you know protect yourself. You were and again, empowered, Jerry. And you were is, you were empowered to right, act but on the, your own behalf. This, this gets, is the yeah. this is the irony of the gun debate yeah. where we want to take the 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 right the ability of parents to protect their kids away from them. You know, we didn't even get into that with Hannah, which is that that you know that the 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 bright line there. You know, we we talk about the uh, it takes a village to raise a child, and what we now know from Uvalde is that parents were being physically prevented from going in and protecting their kids, and and that's that you know it, and what right and ultimately story. ultimately Andrew the, the 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 person who stopped the shooter was a parent yes who borrowed who borrowed a shotgun from a yeah. barber and went in and shot the guy. Here's the thing. If you take nothing away from this show, if you're on, you know, if you're on the fence when it comes to gun control, we have to do something about guns. Listen to me. There's no one coming to rescue you. The yes. police are not going to rescue your kids. The responsibility to protect your children is on you. And don't let the government take away the tools, the means for you to protect your family. Listen, not to be too glib here, but you can't, on the one hand, be mouthing the phrase, let's defund the police. And on right. the other phrase, say, disarm the population. Right. I mean, it doesn't work that way because we know, I mean, this is, this is glib. It is something that has been said before. We know that let's assume for a moment that the Beto O'Rourke's of the world have their or the, the moms demand action or the David Hogs of the world. They, their fantasies come true. They wave their magic wand and they're able to take every gun away from a law abiding citizen. They're never going to get the guns that are on. Right. Brandon Scott. And we want to get into this, too, Jerry, for a moment. Brandon Mayor Scott. Baltimore. Uh, the mayor of Baltimore are uh, going and suing ghost gun manufacturers, right? How is that going to prevent it's, you know, it's not going to prevent murder number one on the streets of Baltimore. All no. it is, is it's going to have Baltimore spend resources. They may win money. 
uh, in the end, or there may be some kind of a settlement, money that will go absolutely nowhere towards helping protect the streets of Baltimore. The only thing that will protect people on the streets of Baltimore uh, is is if the population is empowered to defend themselves. You know, listen, I, this is going to be harsh, but I'm going to say it anyway, and I have oh. friends. But the fact of the matter is grownups are more concerned with their own happiness and pleasure. You know, I, I said this on the, on the show last week, you know, this uh, this uh, woman who is an editor for a major journal uh, was happily married two children. Yes. They bought their dream home in Connecticut. And then one day she woke up, you know, she looking at her beautiful new kitchen and all the great tens of thousands of dollars of appliances and floors and everything else. She had everything she wanted. She had her career, her marriage, her two small children. She woke up one day and she felt unsatisfied. And she decided I'm getting divorced. Yeah. And then she, you know, they had to sell the house. They had to get two apartments in the city to move back to Manhattan. My point is, is that I'm sorry when you're, when you have two children, your life's not about you anymore. Suck it up well, and live your life. And, and, and right. it's not about your, it's not, it's not about your happiness. And listen, there, there's this myth that the children will be happier if mom and dad are bullshit. No, your children will be happier if you play the role of mom and dad and put put your own happiness second to their security well, and, and their upbringing. And remember, right? You should never live your life like you're the star of your own movie, right? You should you should live your life as though yeah. God is the star of your movie. But I mean, but Jesus we 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 have look look eighty eighty yeah. percent more than eighty percent of African American children are born in fatherless homes. Yes. 60% of Hispanic children, 40% of white children. We have a broken home epidemic. You're not going to, you, you, we're going to be producing more and more shooters uh, if we don't have moms and dads let's, let's in the home. Di- let's dive into that, right? Because it's not just that. Because there, I think there was a time in which you could have a divorced family and you can have some semblance of normalcy if each parent was being a parent. But when you have, we've talked about the upskewing of uh, of adolescence, right? How how adolescence is really now into the age twenty. But when you have, yeah. but 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 you see, Andrew, I don't interrupt you, but let me. But you see how this is difficult to talk about because we all know people who are divorced. No, no, uh, but you know what I mean. And and, but here's here's my point. Let me let me finish my point though. It gets compounded when when both parents right who are now entirely self centered. Or when one, you know, when when sort of they're focused on, as you said, their own happiness, their own pleasure, you know, where you have a, a culture now in which men are essentially taught to be children up until, you know, well into their 40s, you know, behavior right. that would have been frowned upon 10 years ago if you were in your 30s is now not just tolerated, but celebrated. Right. Um, that's, that's also part of this problem. It's all, all of these priorities. You know, I come back to, you know, we went and saw, and folks know this a week before last, we went and saw John Mulaney, uh, uh do his stand up, And at the very end, uh, he was giving advice to this young girl in the crowd and, and it, it's cogent, um, and relevant because, you know, one of the things that's true about comedians, uh, and I think, frankly, true about major politicians as well, is that they're trying to fill this empty space in their heart with the adulation of others, right? You and I both know, I've said this before, um, that comics uh, are, are comedians are fundamentally broken people, right? Every, just about every comic we've ever known 
um, has been, you know, miserable in some way, shape or form. They're miserable, angry people. And they go on stage to exercise those demons and, uh, and to get that adulation. And this is part of what John Mulaney was talking about. But he went on to say, you, you can't, you, you know, you can't fill that hole sort of externally. Right. It, it, there's there, there's nothing. Right. So there's no no amount of drugs or sex or fame is no going amount to fill of that. And that with void. regards to this, this woman in the in the article, you know, no amount of, you know, granite countertops and stainless steel appliances in your kitchen is going to is going to fill that hole in your in your heart. You know, the and, next uh, great and, and, and and again, you know, we talked about this already, but we drive look, we we drive God from the public square, from the public discussion. But but even worse than that. We have in certain quarters, we've recreated God in our own image. Yes. You know, and, 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 and again, I, I'll go back to it. Uh, I am offended by Pride Month. Yeah. Not, not that I, I don't think gay people should live in dignity and in freedom. Of course they should. You know, you and I were early, early supporters of civil unions and, and, and these sorts of issues. I don't apologize. I am I am on the record and, 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 and a fighter for civil rights. But that being said, you know, I don't think it's a good thing that the Marines are, are uh, uh, you know, uh, are, are tweeting out uh, bullets in the rainbow color. Yes. I, I, I also think it's offensive that the administration will hang the rainbow flag, the pride flag, at the Vatican, uh, but won't but 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 won't hang it uh, in seventy countries. We have embassies in yes. seventy countries where being gay is against the law, yes. and in several of those countries, uh, the penalty is death. Yes. So, is the administration this month, June Pride Month, hanging the pride flag in those seventy? No, of course not. So so again, there's this hypocrisy uh, and then you have corporations. I mean, yesterday, Novartis, a, a, a pharmaceutical company, was tweeting out about uh, about pride. And then all these school teachers, uh, you know, now they have their Ukraine flag and their pride flag. And the irony there is, is that Ukrainians had to go and get their guns to fight the Russians. Absolutely. And now we're talking the same people who are saying get rid of the guns are the same people with the Ukraine Ukraine flag. And now you have these people with their rainbow flag uh, talking about violence and mass shootings. But but the, the whole kind of rainbow movement has destroyed the family in this country. And so this is why I'm sorry, Andrew, I'm, I'm doing a, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a filibuster here. But sure. but this is go back to our how we started why why the left only talks about guns because to talk about everything else is to them to admit that their priorities and their values have created the shooters well that's why it's so important you know when when joe biden gives his garbled world word salads you know and i just garbled that his word salads and responses to things you've got to listen very carefully because he will say the quiet part out loud. And it's, it's important to, to listen to those things. We, we know exactly what, A, what the goal is, but also you know, how they are going to misapply and misfocus on the priorities that are out here. I actually want to change gears for a second, Jerry, because we could have talked about this in the rip from the headline segment at the top of the show. But you know, we're, we're talking about, we've now hit, every state in the union has now hit record high gas prices. And, you know, we talk about garbled word sounds. So we have, we have that issue. 
Uh, we have Joe Biden admitting over the weekend that he didn't know what was going to happen. He didn't understand what was going on with the baby formula crisis. You know, he was told. And then on that, he just got out of a briefing with with corporate leaders explaining to him again. And he still said, well, we had no way of knowing. Yeah. yeah except well, you except you were literally told. Yes. Yes. And then he and then he doubled down and said, I didn't know. I I, I didn't realize he didn't believe them. You have Janet Yellen. You know, from the know. Fed going on and saying, well, we didn't know what uh, massive transfusions of cash were going to do to the economy. And yet here we have these massive. <laughs> and where did she jobs. earn her Ph.D. In, in economics that she wouldn't know this? Well, yeah, I mean, and, this and, is insanity. And, and, and so and you you see these things and you wonder why things don't get better. I, as I was pointing out to to some other folks over the weekend. Right. You know, there there are two things that are going on with gas. You know, when you have. When you have, uh, uh, when the, I'm sorry, you, you have every decision that's made by the administration where they won't deal with the supply of gasoline to meet demand. And, and so, you know, the futures market responds by, you know, increasing prices because they think gasoline is going to get more uh, scarce. And then when you, you compound that, when you go to the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, right, you go to the, you go to release oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. And that signals to the marketplace down the road. Oh, and then I yes. want to go through one more thing. There's a third thing here. The Strategic Petroleum Reserve, that signals to the marketplace that you're not doing anything to solve the long-term right. problem. You're Which just causes the gas prices to go up. You know, it, it's funny because I was talking to somebody. There was a, um, you know, obviously there is the sticker that's being put on, uh, that's being put on gas pumps around the country. You know, Joe Biden pointing and saying, yeah, I did yeah, that. There's, there's, a, there's a lefty one now. There's the lefty one now about the price gouging thing. And it's a whole meme that's going around. Yeah. And I almost said this earlier when you were talking to Hannah, that the, the ends justify the memes <laughs> about this price gouging bill. Right. Oh, well, Republicans have the opportunity to lower gas prices uh, by putting in the anti-price gouging bill. Well, no, that's not the way this all works. Because if you, if you, the, the anti-price gouging bill is a form of price controls. Let me, let me make this really clear to everybody who's listening. I'm going to make this. And it's subjective. How the bill is, how the legislation is written is that some government entity will decide by osmosis that you are price gouging. But, and here's the point, right? There's no standard. In the end, what happens is that what this signals to the marketplace, right? The, the, the end result of, of, of price controls or investigations that lead to price controls is that people will not sell more gas. They will, they will the supply will dwindle because yes. they think they are paranoid and, and rightly so that they're going to get dinged for selling gas at the market price. And so like it always happens with price controls, when you, when you control the price of a good, the supply of that good dwindles. So, you know, it, it, what it may wind up meaning is that gas prices won't go above nationally $5 a gallon. But what it means is, is that there will be massive lines for gas and there will be gas shortages. It, you know, it is, it is literally like these folks, Joe Biden, who is older than dirt, should know better. He was there when we had the gas crisis of the 1970s. I mean, Jerry, do you remember waiting in line with your parents for gas? Yeah, of course. I remember yeah. waiting in line for it with, with my uh, mom for gas. I remember my dad trading out with his buddies license plate numbers. There, there you go. So you know what I mean? Hey, hey, can I have, you know, even day? Can I have your even? I need gas. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, but here's the thing. The bottom line it, right? Never have so many been wrong about so much. Yes. I mean, everything, look, everything this administration has done has caused problems, crises, 
the border. Look, we haven't you 140,000 overdose deaths last yes. year. The, the, the greatest amount in our history. The last two years, uh, we're approaching 300,000. And this is because of open borders. Then you have the administration's green energy climate change policies that is driving up energy and gas prices, which in turn is driving up food prices. Then you have the lockdowns. What did these people think? You lock down the economy for two years uh, and, and, and then you and then you throw cash and you print money. Yeah. For the economy. Then you have inflation. So you have and then you have the supply chain. Every single problem we face in America today is self-inflicted. Yes. And, and it gets down to and I've used the phrase um, I've used the talked about this historically. There was a Soviet agronomist named Trofim Lysenko who believed that he could magically improve uh, the economic output of the Soviet Union by just subjecting the plants to, you know, Soviet ideology. I mean, it's essential. I'm, I'm dumbing it down for everybody. But, you know, this kind of Lysenkoism where you believe that magically you can wave your wand and something will happen because you declare it to be so. And it doesn't work that way. I mean, right. that but really the, in the end, Jerry, but this, hold on. that really in the end is, is, is the thread in all of this. Just because you say something is going to do something, just because you say that you're going to get rid of the guns does not mean that gun violence is going to go down. It doesn't right. mean that there are going to be fewer mass shootings. If you don't but, deal with the, the problem, go ahead. The scary thing is, is that you're right. The yeah. left does has this kind of religiosity of if, if you know, I say so, therefore it will um, mentality. But the problem is when that when that butts up against reality, my fear ah. is you get the Matthew Dowd problem. That is well, the president should give the Senate one week, one week to ban guns. If the Senate doesn't ban guns, then the president should just do it himself again. No respect for the law, untethered Absolutely. from from and, from and our rights. Actually, that's a perfect segue into something we didn't talk about with Hannah Cox. We will bring it up with her if we have her next week, which is the issue of there is because she was talking about libertarian philosophy and she was talking about choice and respect for others and sort of you having your beliefs and other people having their beliefs. And we talked about this in the context of you will be made to care. And it's the issue of resentment. Now, I've talked about the problems with the political science world's racial resentment index, which essentially ascribes to, you know, the, the conservative values of uh, uh, self-reliance and self-promotion and all of those things. It ascribes those to racial resentment. But there is the very real issue. If you force somebody to believe your ideology or mouth your ideology back at you, right? And you don't allow the free and open exchange of ideas. You don't allow the discussion that does breed resentment, right? You're not changing the culture in any real and meaningful way. It gets into what you're talking about in terms of pride month. Um, and, and some of the other things that we have talked about in that it, it ultimately, it, it breeds resentment and contempt and anger. And again, you, you then throw into that, you know, people who are alienated, uh, people who are, um, uh, people who are are without any kind of moral compass or rudder, uh, all of those things conspire together to create the problems that we have. We have you mentioned Baltimore Mayor Brandon Scott and yes. the the city's uh, going to sue this uh, manufacturer of ghost guns. Yeah. Um, the problem in Baltimore City is is that they are understaffed police. Uh, they won't pay police. They won't. They won't. 
they increased the police budget by five million dollars this last cycle, but they gave a hundred million dollars uh, to uh, to housing equity. Ill-defined. They yeah, gave yes. 90, 90 million Apparently, additional dollars. Four hundred million of that six hundred million dollars has been spent, and I can't figure out. Right, there's you know, no accountability. To... None of it, by the way, zero has been spent on on policing. They should hire more police and pay them more money. Number one, yes. but the point is this: it's again where we started. Yeah, they can't address the problem. Because if they truly want to address the problem, then it's their ideology that's in the way. Yes. And, and so what happens is he goes after the ghost guns, which is a which is a distraction from the failed public schools. So from he, the, he goes from, after yeah. the ghost guns in a way that doesn't solve even the ghost gun problem. I mean, you know, it's this is the you but know, again. It's remember, it's not about, here and I'm not doing radio regularly in Baltimore. Right, I'm going to give you an aha moments. Yes. Brandon Scott doesn't want to solve the gun problem. No, neither is Joe Biden. They want the issue. They want the the gun issue. Right. And it's one of those things where we talk about politicians with ambition. Brandon Scott could go on to do extraordinary things if he would actually solve problems. But instead, he will be a mediocre mayor in a mediocre and corrupt city. And and Jerry, this is the thing that astounds me, right? You know, once again, in Baltimore, we're talking about closing down schools because of air conditioning, right? Five years ago, huge sums of money, millions of dollars allocated to fixing the air conditioning in the Baltimore city schools. And again, we all listen, we all know, and it gets into the issue. It's it's part of it is is not wanting to address the (laughs) ideological barriers, but then nobody wants to address the barriers of corruption. You know, that's right. And that's also, you know. Uh, you know, um, look, Brandon Scott is typical of any kind of big city mayor today. I'll call Baltimore City a big city, uh, Philadelphia, uh, New York, uh, L.A., where the uh, where the Democrat will just be elected by virtue of being a Democrat. Yes. And that that's because the news media don't do their they, they don't do their job. Yes. They do not investigate. They, they, there is no there. There is no true journalism. Right. Uh, and so therefore, Brandon Scott is not held accountable. Yes. And, 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 and so Brandon Scott can end up being the governor of Maryland because Maryland is, is three to one Democrat democratic. And, and, but, and, and here's, he could let, fail up putting, putting a approximate point on this. Yeah. You know, and, and, it, you know, thank God for WBFF because they, you know, they're doing the lion's share of the investigative work. You know, they tend to be focused on the state's attorney's office and rightly so, but where is, you know, the Baltimore brew, um, uh, where is the Baltimore Sun to a lesser extent? Because the Baltimore Brews are, uh, does some solid work, but they're a small outfit. Where is the investigative work figuring out? Right, if this were if this were a different time and if it were a different city, somebody would be doing the investigative work to figure out where the air conditioning money went. Why is there no air conditioning in the schools? It's a very right. simple and straightforward issue. Somebody would be camped out at North Avenue, which in Baltimore is code for uh, the, the head of the board of education, the, the headquarters of the board of education. Uh, they would be down there doing this. And, and it, it is, you know, it, and you would find a city council member who every week would be bringing up. You'd have parents down there every week saying, where's the air conditioning? 
How come this? Which this it, which also which also then goes to that other. Right. Again, how many, what, Jerry? Hold on, I'm sorry. Hold yeah. on. Before you get to that, how many years did it take us to discover that there are Baltimore City schools in which what is it? Ninety percent of the students are, are 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 failing essentially. Go ahead. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. Uh, the vast majority, um, better than two thirds of Baltimore graduates can't read or write. Yes. Yes, they can't. They can't read or write, and they can't do. Uh, they can't. They're not, they're, they're not proficient in math. But again, this is. They're also not is, very good at cleaning off car windows, Jerry. I mean, you know, this, every time I go and I want to get my car window clean, it's just it's. You know, sorry, go ahead. But this is a problem again. Wherever there is machine politics, absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah. So listen, um, let me let me shift gears here a little bit. Uh, some programming notes. We're going to try to get Hannah Cox back. I'll. I apologize again for that. Um, I, I am so mortified. Jerry will tell you how mortified I was when I realized this while we were talking to her. Um, and I know I shouldn't be dwelling on it, but I am because that's who I am. Uh, I, but I am so excited about some of these other things that are going on, Jerry. I'm going to announce it here. Uh, next week, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, June uh, 7th and 8th, I am, f- I am co-hosting uh, with Larry O'Connor on O'Connor and Company on WMAL. Uh, that's uh, that's in in DC. Go and check that out. You can get that online. Um, you know, you can listen on a variety of different apps, your smart speakers, etc. I am then going to fill in for Larry O'Connor uh, in the number one seat uh, on O'Connor and Company on WMAL all of Fourth of July week. So no, not doing a show from Colonial Williamsburg this year. So tune in all that week. That's five a.m. to nine a.m. every day, which I I'm amazed. Uh, Good but- luck. In the, in the intervening week, um, on the 14th, 15th, and 16th of June, uh, I am sitting in for Derek Hunter, on heard in Baltimore on WCBM, but also nationally syndicated. Uh, that is from uh, 9 a.m. to noon, uh, as I said, the 14th, 15th, and 16th, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of the week after next. So, so tune in there as well. Uh, lots, lots going on. And I, hopefully it won't distract me, Jerry, to the point where I don't hit record on any future recording. And <laughs> well, don't worry about that. Well, this, this, this was a good, so, so, yeah. just, just let me pull, peel back the curtain for a second. So Jerry's like, it has to be recorded. And I'm like, you know, maybe. And then I go and I look and I'm like, oh no, because it would be a huge violation of my privacy if the meeting were being recorded without my knowledge. So I, I, I kind of get that. I, I screwed up. Jerry, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, just, um, uh, I think that these, these conversations are important. Uh, Hannah, Hannah, what impressed me with the 30 minutes that we did talk to her was her commitment to uh, persuading, yes. uh, to her commitment to thinking, uh, her commitment to change. Uh, and and uh, I think we need more of that. Uh, we, need, we need more people engaged. Uh, these conversations, I think, are, are critical. Um, I also think that we have to speak the truth. And yes. And, and that's a real problem. We're afraid to speak the truth. You know, we can't we can't talk about the breakdown of the family because, you know, because I don't want to judge people. We can't talk about the the gender issue or the, uh, the you know, transgenderism because because I don't want to be can't. we we have to speak the truth Too many. You know, someone wrote this out yesterday. Uh, uh, Catholic vote, which I follow on Facebook, yeah. uh, wrote uh, put out a thing yesterday saying that the left. Is proud to shout out their sin and the church is afraid uh to push back sure. I, they, they they did it in a, in a in a in a more pithy way but it's the truth uh too many of us are just afraid to say anything yeah, yeah. you know and you know and the i best think that's like all conviction yeah 
Anyway, so so when are you uh, when are you going to see Top Gun Maverick, Jerry? Oh, Friday. I'm going. The whole family's going. Good, 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 good. So we'll get the full review of that uh, uh, next. Yeah, week I watched. I, well. I read a review yesterday, and, Van, and Van, I don't know why I read Vanity. I, I was reading Vanity Fair as part of my real clear books and culture kind of research, and my goodness, was the the review was devastating. Really? Oh, it was this is nothing but right wing propaganda, and this is the dying. Uh, the dying uh, gasps of the right wing all right. and all right wing and right wing and everything was go. You know what? Go see it. Go see a movie. Yes. Like, that, does everything have to be again? Did we talk well, about this last right, week? Well, no, no, but, but keep in mind, right? I mean, you know, it's, someone had, someone had one of our, uh, uh, one of our faithful listeners had said when we had this debate a couple of weeks ago about the movie, it was like, well, it, it, he was, he's like, he, lo- he loved the movie, by the way. He was a skeptic and he was turned around, but he said, you know, they had, they, they kowtowed the communist China and removed the Taiwan patch from his jacket. So I'm not going to like it. And I'm like, oh God, just go and watch the movie. Sorry, go ahead. Yes, Jerry. No, but I, I'm not sure if we mentioned this last week, but just real quick right now, you know, Gabe Kapler, who's a, uh, the, the manager of the San Francisco oh, yes. um, Giants, you know, he won't come out now and stand for the national anthem. He doesn't feel good about his country. And I thought to myself, that this again is virtue signaling. Oh, he's yeah. doing it because there's no gun control, and until there's gun control, he's not going to stand for the national anthem. And I thought to myself, what a poser! Yes, what a cat, what a coward! Because number one, it's easy to not stand for the anthem if everyone's praising you for it, yes, and congratulating you for it. Number one, number two, the hard thing, the difficult thing would be to say, you know what, I'm not going to take a salary, I'm not going to take American dollars. Uh, until there's change, right? But he, mean, won't, listen, he won't do that. Listen, and, 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 and lastly, sorry. Nike has a major league baseball deal where it provides all the on-field apparel. Nike has its factories in China. Oh yeah, China uses slave labor. Where where is Gabe Kapler on slave labor? Yes, where, but where, see, that's but that's difficult though. Where is Major League right? Where is Major League Baseball's apology for what they said and what they did yes. with regards to the All Star game? I mean, listen, this is all right. You're, virtue, you're talking about sort virtue of hollow, signaling, hollow gestures and virtue signaling that are fundamentally wrong. And then when when you know when it's clear that you were wrong in this, you don't do anything about it. You know, it's funny. I I, I was I know we got to go, but I was driving. Yeah. Um, we had a we moved uh, Bridget out of her apartment uh, at Catholic, and so we're That's driving right. through this very, what's the word, Tony part Tony. of Washington D.C. Yes. Really beautiful homes and everything else. Ritzy. And it, there was this kind of contagion because all these beautiful homes in this in this very very you know lobby rich, uh, uh, not ethnically diverse, a very white neighborhood, a Black Lives Matter signs everywhere. Yeah. And I just thought to myself, this is just these people thinking they're doing good. Yes. They don't actually do good, but they virtue signal in the place of doing good. And when it comes to this gun debate, it's not enough to just say, I'm going to confiscate the guns. We're going to take your AR-15s. It's not enough to put, you know, a flag on your on your on your on your on your social media people have to be moms and dads speak the truth let's deal with our decaying culture and then maybe we'll see violence a uh, tip and start going the other way plant your feet Jerry. yeah you, you need to do that oh find the truth plant your feet stand firm god bless you have a great week everybody have fun and uh, stay safe